Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I'm Ricky Uniak. And I'm Chuck Clark. So for today's episode, just to kind of give everybody an upfront rundown of what we're going to be going over. If you listen to last week's episode, um, you'll know this is our Thor Love and Thunder review. So I'm sure we'll have some fun conversation around that movie. It seems to be maybe a little bit on the divisive side, uh, I think, amongst the fandom. So um, we'll probably do that first, I'm thinking, and then we're definitely going to be getting into the season three of The Boys, the finale, which aired last Friday. Um, but other than that, before we kind of get into the meat of it, Chuck, how you doing? Doing all right. Had a good weekend. Some friends came to town. We went out, went to the Orioles game, got free Hawaiian shirts. Um, Orioles hottest team in baseball. I know. Orioles are the Mems. Orioles are the Mariners. Orioles have, I think I saw a tweet, they have the longest winning streak in the majors this year, and they still have a losing record. Yeah. Um, But they're only like two games away from 500 now. Um, They start a series today against the, I think it's a short one because it's starting on a Tuesday, I assume. Um, Who do the Orioles play today? They play the Cubs. They're in Chicago for a quick two-game series before going to the Rays, um, which are both – I mean, they could keep winning. I mean, the Cubs yeah. are not are a very beatable team this year. So, yeah. Um, the Orioles won one nothing <laughs> <laughs> at our game. Every other game was like a, a barn burner, but this one – that was that was the slow one. There's something about small. Well, can you even? I guess Baltimore is considered small market. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like teams with low payroll, like like teams with shitty owners, right? That like like purposely do not pay to have like to put a good product on the field, and then that team winning despite that. I did it being a Guardians fan. Um for my entire life, uh, it always puts a smile on my face because I feel like we've had shitty owners, of, you know, outside of the nineties. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I saw that tweet and I'm like, how, how the hell do you have the longest winning streak in the major leagues this year? And you're still below 500. That's kind I don't of think it's, I don't think happened. it's so far this year. I think it's just right now because oh. they're on an eight game win streak and oh, the Yankees that, were on like a 15, that's like right. one, on a 13 game win streak or something. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense now. Okay. And as of, I mean, before the guardians played yesterday, I assume they won yesterday. Um, they did the, the Orioles had the same winning percentage as them. Yeah. The guardians had a rough last like two weeks. They were like nuclear in June. And then when it, July came, they were like, ah, we don't feel like scoring runs anymore. Um, which is what it is. Um, we're approaching the all-star breaks this weekend, isn't it? Next week. Uh, next weekend, yeah. Okay, I saw that Albert Pujols is participating in the home run derby, which is I don't know how much that d- does for me. He's gonna like ruin. He he's gonna have to retire after it. Like he's not gonna be able to play the second half of the season. He's like, all right, guys, I'm chalked through through my yeah. back out. Yeah, I know. I mean, that happened to Aaron Rodgers when he was a rookie. Remember he. Went to the home run derby and then like just absolutely petered out the last half of his rookie year. It happened to who? Aaron Judge. You said Aaron Rodgers. 
Oh, did I say Rogers? <laughs> I was like, wait a second here. Am Judge. I missing something? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was having a stellar first half of his uh, of his rookie year, and then he fizzled out. Um, th- there's a lot of people. I think there's a lot of fans. I'm not saying majority, but I think there's a decent percentage of, like, of, of like baseball fans who would rather not see somebody on their team participate in the home run derby because of that. I mean, there's there's stats to kind of back it up that like it can be damaging to your swing. Yeah, um, it doesn't happen to everybody. But like, I also think if you're kind of in that fandom, you're kind of lame. Like if you're one of those people like, I don't want my favorite player participating in the home run derby. Like, come on. The home Maybe run they could throw Joey Gallo in there and get his swing back. Oh, good old Joey Gallo. He, what? He's having a down year. He's having a down year. We're putting him. We're, he's in. There's a lot of trade talks around him. Yeah, you guys don't need him. Not with the way you're playing. I mean, he hasn't produced all year, so. Not really. And Matt Carpenter's been playing well. Yeah, I. I, I mean, well, when is the MLB trade deadline? That's got to be coming up in like a few. So. Weeks. All-Stars next weekend, trade deadlines, I think, like, the week after that, I think. Okay. That'll be interesting. I think there's uh, – I, I always like – I think I'm always a little bit more fascinated by the MLB trade deadline um, than I think, like – well, I can't say the NBA because NBA has got an electric trade deadline um, usually every year. But the NFL trade deadline is a snooze fest. Like, the regular yeah. season trade it, – it, nothing ever happens. Um. They, you know what's funny? Looking at the standings, there's six playoff teams this year. Um, the four of them are in the AL East, and the Orioles are, are eighth. So they're two games back of the of the last wild card spot, or not two games, but they're two spots back. So would it be technically possible for all five AL East teams to make the playoffs? No, because it's the three division winners and three wild cards. So only four or five teams can make it from a, a single division. Wait a second here. Why Six spots. Oh, you're right. You're Yankees, right. Cause... Twins, Astros right you're now right. For, for say, and then there's only three spots left. So that there's not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see it now. I see it now. Oh man. Well, we're kind of getting into that part of the year now where like we're, you know, the NBA scene we were kind of talking about in the pre-show. There's kind of been uh, minor NBA news, um, at least in the last week or so. And really right now the NFL doesn't have a whole lot going on. Um, so we're kind of getting into those days where it's like, it's, it's baseball. It's, it's WNBA. And I mean, you have the NBA summer league right now, um, which has kind of been, I feel like more I've seen more summer league like on my like socials this year than I ever have. Um, and Definitely. probably the, pro, a lot of that's like Chet. I know Chet's gotten a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of good coverage. They shut down Paulo. Good reason. I mean, he played two games. They saw what he had. And they yeah. Were like, yeah, we don't. So we're getting into it, man. NFL's like I think we're two months away from the regular season, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God, that's crazy. It's only two months. I'm looking at the date right now. Hall of Fame games next month. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Less than, uh, I mean, we're less than three weeks away, right? Or less than four, less than a month away. Does it? 
I, I can't I can't think of the math in my head. Training camp starts at the end of this month. The Hall yeah. of Fame game is the week before the preseason starts. Yeah. Um it's like yeah, the teams that play it have play an extra preseason game, basically. That's right. Um let's see, twenty twenty two Hall of Fame game is twenty three days away. So who plays in it? Uh, this year it is the Raiders versus the Jaguars. Snooze fest on Thursday, August fourth. Absolute snooze fest. I mean, is 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 Lawrence gonna play? I mean, he'll play the first quarter. Well, he's got a new offense this year, so he's got to learn. Yeah, from so. Doug Peterson, and I mean, maybe Carr and Devontae will show off some some stuff in the first quarter, or so. We'll definitely have to do like maybe like maybe the first episode before the preseason game starts or the first or the last episode before the regular season starts. We'll have to do like a season uh, a season prediction because there's a lot of interesting storylines to share. Um, little tidbit of NFL news. Um, yeah, well, news is is the wrong word. I <laughs> the the trending topic. The Twitter's main character of the last. Oh, I'm not even talking. I'm oh. not even talking about. That. No, we, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to the Zach Wilson stuff. I was talking about Baker getting traded to the Panthers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. had his press conference saying he's like, I'm circling week one because, of course, the Panthers play the Browns week one. Of course. Of course, and, that's a and thing. Deshaun's probably going to be suspended. I listen, if if the Browns cannot beat the Panthers with Jacoby Brissett, then then they're not going to do anything this year. So I'm I'm not worried. I, actually, I'm very worried. I'm very worried because the stakes are the stakes are really high. Uh, if we're if we win, it's like, oh, you're supposed to win. But if we lose, good God, Skip Bayless is going to go to town, man. Holy shit. Um, no, but on to the more exciting NFL news, um, which admittedly, we talked about this in the pre-show. We both don't really know it, a whole lot about it. This is. I this is basically the extent of what I know. So if, you're, if anyone's listening, you're not familiar. Zach Wilson, rookie uh, for the Jets last year, going into a sophomore season, quarterback. Uh, he was number two overall last year, right? Draft-wise? He was number yeah. two behind um, Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of yeah. this year. I'm like, wait, no, wasn't number one a. Uh, <laughs> the DN from Georgia, and then I was like, oh wait, 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 no, 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 that's yeah, no, no, this is the 2021 NFL draft. Yes, Remember the big, the big question was Trey Lance or Mac Jones after those two. That was right. It ended up being Trey Lance. Yeah. So Zach Wilson, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm gonna do my best to, to kind of summarize what I know. He and his girlfriend broke up. Yep. She is now publicly dating Zach Wilson's ex-best friend who he played with in college, one of his receivers. Yep. And they took to Instagram, I guess, to kind of post this picture together. And, you know, being a social media craze society that we are, um, that kind of, you know, stirred some conversation. And what does Zach Wilson do, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. He goes ahead and sleeps with his mother's best friend. <laughs> One of his mom's best friends. 
one of his mom's best friends and his mom by the way um has a large social media following because she seems to be an attractive older woman um and if i'm not mistaken didn't he tweet something along the lines of i love moms or something like that like after this news broke i don't think so that's well let me just check his social media while we're standing here but uh there's one more thing you're missing was that part of the reason this broke was that so stadium this twitter account um tweet i think i i can't well i saw it on twitter it might have been on instagram but um they tweeted something like you know basically summarizing the part you talked about with um uh you know, the ex-best friend and all that stuff. Um, but his girlfriend, somebody commented on the post like homie hopper. And she replied and was the one who said he slept with his mom's, one of his mom's best friends or something. Absolutely incredible stuff. Um, he has I- not tweeted anything himself. Okay. In a while, so maybe I fell for a fake tweet. I could have sworn, or maybe he left a comment on like somebody's Instagram post. So I thought I saw that something happened. But either way, even if even if there was no comment or no tweet, the fact I mean, that he played for the BYU Cougars just makes this story that much better. The <laughs> NFL, man, like <laughs> really sports in general, and uh, honestly, like in, not to go off on a tangent here. This is what baseball is missing. Yes. <laughs> baseball doesn't have what well, we sort of had a little bit of it this year with with Jock Peterson and the, Jock whole, fantasy, the <laughs> whole fantasy football league where he went up and did he, <laughs> he slap somebody? <laughs> he but he's uh, Jock Peterson got nailed in the face by oh, I can't remember the guy who hit him. The guy who hit him's name is also well known. Um, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't Snell, was it? No, I think Snell was in the league, though. Um, well, e- either way, while you're finding the name, if you're not familiar with the story, there were the bunch of, you know, bigger name MLB players who had a fantasy football league, and they Tommy were Tommy un- Fam. Tommy Fam, that's right. Um, there was a, a fantasy football league, like high stakes. I'm assuming that this must have been like a a 10k buy-in, 20k buy-in type, because you don't get this mad about this unless there's a lot of money on the line. And apparently, Jock Peterson found a loophole. If you've played fantasy football, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. There was a loophole in the league where he was basically able to stash players on his IR um, and basically have a larger number of players and um, on his team than everybody else in the league. Um, it's kind of a slimy thing to do, you know, especially if if it was. Maybe like an unspoken or not unspoken, but maybe it was agreed upon that nobody would do that. I don't know. But Tommy Pham did not take kindly to this. And he and Jock had words for each other before a baseball game. (laughs) No, but here's the problem. This fantasy football beef happened in 2019. And then like two years, two years ago. Oh, my God. And then it broke. he, He didn't play him until... This year, and then he saw him, and he was like, hey, remember the fantasy football? He's like, yeah, slap right in the face. 
listen, that this is really what the MLB needs more of. Just because that's, I mean, again, the the NBA has it. The off off the court drama makes the league so much money because it's another reason to tune in, especially for a sport like baseball, which I think a majority of Americans, or not just Americans, but a majority of people who you know watch the sport tend to find it more on the boring side. You need these extra storylines like this. Like, um, but again, we're probably not going to see Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson play each other again for another two and a half years. Cause that's just how the MLB works in terms of scheduling. So, um, I could go on. I, I know you could too about, you know, all the ways to fix baseball, but, um, I mean, kind of going back to the root of it all, Zach Wilson, take a bow. Take a bow, my friend. Um, that is one way to get back at your ex-girlfriend. That's, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> there's so much, there's, there's more to this story. We'll, we'll, is, we'll, is he going to get asked about it in training camp? He's got oh, to, there's, right? There's no way he's not asked about this at some point. Oh, it's going to be so good. I oh, if the Jets, I mean, Dax Milne, I think is on the commanders. So if the Jets, like play the commanders at all that is going to be fireworks yeah but is is his buddy even going to like make a roster eh, maybe not maybe he's practice squad though maybe i hope don't play the roster. commanders this year uh, i hope yeah. he gets cut from the commanders and ends up on a team that the jets play because that would like be the patriots or the or the yeah the somebody Bills. in the division <laughs> To face him twice a year, you can or the Jets pick him up. Oh my God! <laughs> if it's true and they still pick up Dax Milne, that's not a good. Oh, that's, that's a, it'd be such a Jets thing to do. But all right, anywho, all right. Um, we have two things to talk about. We have Thor: Love and Thunder. We have the boys. Do we want to do Thor: Love and Thunder first? I assume. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what day did you get around to seeing? Did you see it Thursday I night? It. I saw it Thursday night. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Um, so before we get into the spoilers, let's just kind of give general thoughts here. Um, for me, I, this was the most successful I had been, um, out of our last three Marvel movies at avoiding like discussions surrounding the movie before I got a chance to see it. Um, I wanted to know very little. Um, and I would say the only thing that I really kind of saw was that like, there was more Taika Waititi in this movie than even Ragnarok had. So I think that kind of set the stage um, a little bit. Um, I thought this movie was funny at times. I also thought, it maybe leaned a little too much into the humor and the comedy. Um, with that being said, I still enjoyed it. I would say pretty much the same. I really thought there were some parts of this that were really funny. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I do think I was expecting a little more depth in the final one but i don't know if it quite got there in the end although i like the status quo that we're at right now so 
we'll see how that goes in the future too. Um, of what? Like where Thor is. What's oh, Thor, okay. Where's Thor in the MCU right now? He is, you know, where we'll get we'll get to it. But you know, so I thought it was good, and uh, I'm I'm still I still like this movie. Yeah, was it? I wouldn't say it's disappointing. I would say I think a lot of people were really wanted this to be were expecting this to probably be like instant top five MCU movie. I don't think it was that, but it was a good, still good. I'll know I'll go back to rewatch this in like a year and be like, oh yeah, this was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll highlight Natalie Portman. I thought Natalie Portman was great in it. I thought Christian Bale was fantastic in it, and mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth obviously um, is is great as Thor. Um, but, um, let's just, let's just get into spoilers here. Do you want to give us a spoiler warning? Yeah. Caw-caw, caw-caw. <laughs> caw-caw, caw-caw. One of the, one of the comedy bits that always landed with me with goats, man, those, that was such a great, a great addition. And there's a backstory to that. I guess Taika Watiti included the goats just to piss off James Gunn. Cause I guess like James Gunn's now going to have to do something with them. Like they're going to be included. And I don't know if it's going to be the guardians movie, but there was a quote that I saw by Watiti. Like he's like, maybe he didn't say James Gunn specifically. He's like, I wanted to introduce these to really piss off the next director that has to work with them because they were like a pain to write in, I guess, but they were hilarious. Um, so I'm not going to do a, a very in-depth breakdown. I'll kind of give the general plot of the movie. Um, so we open up with uh, Christian Bale's gore. Um, and we kind of get the gore backstory first. Um, basically, he's this. Um, he's he's a father. He's traveling in the desert. He has his daughter. Um, they're suffering from dehydration. We don't really know. Um, well, we don't know yet why they're in the desert. Um, but they're in really, really rough shape. They kind of take i guess they kind of set up camp um in the middle of this desert and he starts praying to one of his gods to basically come and save him or come and help him um but before anything can happen his daughter ends up dying so his daughter dies and then like literally 20 seconds later he like walks a little bit farther um and he sees that there's a, like this tropical oasis in the middle of this desert that he approaches. And, you know, as he kind of gets into, you know, this this green area, you know, there's there's running water. There's these fruits. And then he meets there's like a few gods hanging around. Um, and I don't remember. Was the big guy his god? Yeah, the big guy was his. Yeah. God, um, yeah. Who ends up being a total jerk. Right. And that's the one thing that this movie really does the gods in this movie outside of thor are these self-absorbed assholes pretty much and um basically this god's god ends up being a jerk he's talking about how um this oasis didn't pop up because he was answering his prayers this happened because they were celebrating killing somebody who had the necro sword um and he's actually getting ready to kill gore um he as like another human sacrifice and then before he's able to kill Gore, Gore summons the Necro Sword and basically decapitates his god. 
Um, mm-hmm. That shocks all the other gods that are there. They kind of disappear. And then you get the vow from him saying, you know, from this day on, all gods will die. And that's like the villain, the start of the villain arc for Gore. That's um, his villain origin story. Origin what I would story. Say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, now, throughout the movie, um, well, I, we, we then kind of go back to Thor, who's with the Guardians in the beginning. Um, and one of the things I picked up right off the bat, and I guess it was one of my one of the things I didn't really enjoy about this movie so much is they really were over the top with Thor's um, clumsiness, I guess is a good word. I feel like they made him dumb because there's that scene in the beginning where they're saving that that those people and uh, that those people's uh their their temples that they pray to or they pray into their gods there's like this rat alien species that are like firing down from them and thor kind of comes he's like don't worry i got this and he like just destroys the temples and that's one of the 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 first bits of comedy we get you know um but i really thought that i i don't know i i i didn't realize it in you know like at first but I was like, okay, like they're really trying to sell this Thor's like this oblivious kind of person, um, like they did in like the beginning of Ragnarok. But I digress. Um, Thor kind of gets a pep talk from Peter Quill because th- another theme of this movie is Thor is kind of trying to find himself and what he wants to do next. Um, and he gets this pep talk from Peter Quill, who I wish was in the movie more. I, I think i thought the guardians were going to be a bigger part of this movie and they're not really they're like in it for like 10 minutes yeah um but their purpose is served um and then this ends up eventually leading thor to jane and then we kind of go over to jane we learn that jane is actually um she has stage four cancer and this was one of the things i thought the movie did well while it was funny the cancer parts were serious and you kind of really did feel for her um and when we when we move over to jane i mean she's like she's in really really rough shape um but what ends up happening is that she ends up hearing like a she she ends up telling thor later that she heard mjolnir calling out to her then we get the flashback and was this from a movie like was this in one of the first two thor movies i can't remember it's been so long no, where, where they break up? No, where um, I actually skipped that part. But the part where uh, Thor tells Mjolnir you need to protect her. No, that's that's completely new for this movie. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but um, basically Jane ends up getting Mjolnir. She ends up going to New Asgard. Um, Mjolnir's still in pieces, remember, because Hela destroyed it. Um, but Mjolnir ends up basically giving Jane this new, like this, like this, this new energy, like this new life force almost. And she becomes Lady Thor at this point. Yeah. Then we're introduced to her first as Lady Thor when Gore tries to attack new Asgard. What's up? Mighty Thor. What did I say? Lady Thor? Yeah. Doesn't somebody call her Lady Thor in the movie? And then she says, you can call me Mighty Thor or Dr. Jane Foster. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mighty Thor. I'm sorry. Um, 
Now, this first scene with Gore attacking New Asgard, I thought was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's got this ability, this ability to summon shadow monsters. And I actually saw that all the shadow monsters they put in the movie were actually drawings from like Taika Waititi. I think Taika Waititi's kids and Chris Hemsworth's kids and mm-hmm. um, I think Natalie Port- Portman's kids, too. But um, we do get our first little fight here. Um, Gore ends up taking kids hostage. He takes like all new Asgard's kids hostage. Um, and basically what he ends up doing is he uses the kids as bait to get Thor to come to the shadow realm um, where he basically needs to get. Um, oh, God, why can't I think of the axe's name? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. <laughs> where he needs to get Stormbreaker because Stormbreaker is the key um, that he needs to f- get to. Um, it's eternity, right? Yep. Um, which is like this this being in the center of the universe um, that can basically grant him any wish he wants. And the wish that he wants is to kill all the gods. Now, in the meantime, you kind of have your trio of um, Jane slash mighty Thor, Thor and um, Valkyrie. They end up going to visit. I don't remember what the realm is called, but they end up going to visit, uh, is like the land of the gods. I don't remember what they called it. Um, it is called. I I should have had the plot pulled up already, but I was. I should have had the plot pulled up. <laughs> um, but it's wherever it's got, Zeus is at. Zeus. Oh, Zeus. Um, who is played Omnipotence. by? How do you pronounce Omnipotence. it? Omnipotence. Omnipotence. Yeah. Okay. Omnipotence which is where Zeus is at. And Zeus is played by Russell Crowe. And basically they're going there because they need all the gods help. They kind of want to take Gore out before he gets, you know, is able to get to eternity whatnot. The gods want nothing to do with this, especially, especially uh, Zeus. Zeus is like, no, no, no. Like I only care about myself. I only care about these orgies that I'm trying to, you know, throw. um, And they want nothing to do with it. So what they end up having to do is they basically end up having to mug Zeus um, to take his lightning bolt weapon because they need the weapon at least, um, which they get. And then I'm trying to think if anything else happens between that and like the final, the final showdown. Well, they fight on the shadow realm in black and white. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They get to the shadow. That's where he gets, that's where he gets Stormbreaker and they go back to Asgard. Where Natalie Portman, having told Thor that she's dying, uh, Jane Foster tells Thor she's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And Thor's like, tells her, like, listen, if you come here, you're going to die. You need right. to stay and use your strength to fight the cancer. Um, spoiler alert, she doesn't. <laughs> it's. So- I know I already gave the spoiler alert, but, you know, just to. <laughs> this is where I kind of appreciated like Taika Waititi's ability to switch between comedy and, 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 and drama, which he's always been very good at. If you've seen any of his other projects, his other movies or shows, um, because you, you do see that there's like genuine concern from Thor because he, you know, throughout, throughout the movie, you know, it is a bit of a rekindling between him and Jane. Um, you kind of do live through the breakup in a flashback. Um, and you kind of see how bad it was. 
Uh, but then you kind of also see that there's like this mutual connection still between the two of them. Um, and then, you know, at this point, he just wants he you know, we 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 learn that uh, Mjolnir is actually preventing her from fighting the cancer mm-hmm. um, and that if, if she keeps using Mjolnir, she's going to die, um, which is why he asked her to stay in that bed. And you're right. Spoiler alert. She ends up not staying in the bed. Um, for the fight, she ends up going to help Thor, who kind of needed it. I mean, Gore was kicking some ass there. Um, and, you know, the I, I thought like the. I thought the stunts and the fighting like the uh, I, I thought it was all really, really good. And I'm very curious to see if Christian Bale did a lot of it because he was moving pretty well. And we've never really, at least from like what I'm trying to. uh remember here out of like his body of work we don't really see him in a lot of like action sequences like that i mean he's batman i get it but like where you have to move that quick so i'll be curious to see like i know they do like the marvel assemble like two or so months afterwards i think this is one of the things that i'm gonna watch the the uh assembled on um but they do end up defeating gore um sort of not really actually um gore ends up getting to eternity where it's just him, Thor, and Jane. And Jane's doesn't have Mjolnir, so she's in her actual self. She's very, very sick. Um, and Gore's getting ready to make his one wish, and Thor kind of has this last plead with him to not do this. He's like, wait a second, you can bring her back, meaning his daughter. Um, you know, choose love, I think was the words that he was he, he was saying, uh, which Gore ends up doing. And the idea was that Jane and Thor would look after her. And this is one thing I was confused on. Was it always part of the deal that after he gets his wish that he dies or did he die from his wounds? So they early in the film, he's saying they're saying um, when they're talking about he was wielding the Necrosword when they're in the city hall. That's right. And they're saying the Necrosword is infecting him, so it's killing him as he's using it. Same as Jane. That's right, because he has that little dialogue with Jane when they first get to the shadow room saying, you and I are alike. We're both dying. Yeah. Um, That's right. Um, And so, you know, Gore dies there. Jane dies as well. And she she has that God's, you know, sort of death where she kind of turns in like this gold dust and she kind of gets swept away. Um. And now Thor's left with this child, which at first I was kind of like, oh, like, how is this going to work? And then they immediately go and show how it's going to work. And it was it was funny. Like they had that scene where he's making her pancakes and she's like, what's a pancake? He's like, oh, no, you'll like it. You'll like it. <laughs> um, so and literally, like, I, I know we flew through this breakdown, but the movie wasn't very long. And that's literally what happens in this movie. Um, and I kind of liked having a two hour movie you know like i it was it it was kind of nice that my legs weren't like falling asleep so um i'll i'll stop it there and i'll kind of let you if you want to kind of go into what you liked what you disliked i'm all ears no i i liked um a lot of the stuff you said a lot of the comedy i i agree i wish gore i wish they had given him a little bit more i think we could have used like 10 minutes more a film of screen time with gore. Um, 
I, because uh, I think a lot, and I wish they'd kind of drawn more of the parallels between her and him and Jane. You know what I mean? If they had made that a little more solid, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I loved, yeah, the pacing of this movie was great. It was breeze, kind of flew by. Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of sitting there when they got to it, when they kind of got to a turn. Once they got to the point where it's like, okay, eternity can grant any wish. I was kind of like, oh, so he's going to bring back his daughter. Got you. (laughs) <laughs> that's I I knew that I was like well that's the obvious solution to me and it did so that didn't quite hit as much you know what I mean I think part of what this movie could have used also was maybe like you know we, we immediately start with gore in the desert and they're dying a little bit like maybe even just like two minutes of like life a normal life before you know what I mean yeah that would have been you know, interesting, I think. I made it feel a little, you know what I mean? We needed more gore. That was, that's my biggest complaint in this movie. Well, I think we needed more gore. And I've also would have liked having more Jane, um, than, than what we got. And yeah, I also think that, so I, I I liked Gore as a villain. He was he was scary when he needed to be, and Christian Bale did it all very very well, because um, he kind of has like this demon or ghost aesthetic to him. However, I think we could have benefited from like maybe seeing him kill one more god. Because it's like, oh, you're gonna call him Gore the God Butcher, but he's only killed at least that we've seen one dude. I know we see like in when when Thor is watching like the messages come through on like uh, Quill's ship. Um, we see that there's like pictures of other gods that he's slain. I feel like we needed to feel that more. I think that could have benefited. Um, I do think this movie could have been maybe 10 minutes longer, but I'm not going to complain about that because I mentioned, I liked it only being two hours. Uh, yeah, I, I think, and again, this is just Taika Waititi. Um, I, there, some of the humor didn't hit for me. Like, like, the the scene the thing specifically that I'm talking about is I didn't find the whole Stormbreaker being jealous of Mjolnir little like side uh side story it just didn't land with me like when he goes to talk to Stormbreaker who's powering the ship on the, with the Bifrost and he's like I think it's time for your first beer and he pours like a beer over it like I I don't know like that didn't land with me quite well I heard people laugh in the theater so I'm glad it landed with other people um. But again, that's just what you get with Taika Waititi, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I saw some complaints on the internet about them having a Infinity Gauntlet like ice cream theme store. Um, about what, like what was the complaint about that? Oh, this gauntlet that killed half the population and traumatized the a lot of the world. Oh, let's make it into an ice cream store in the universe. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can, all right. But like, I don't know. In the moment, it didn't, I don't know. That was, I don't know. And then I saw some people complaining that the kid astral projecting or whatever was dumb. And I was like, I don't get why you think that's dumb. That's just, yeah. I'm, he's Heimdall's son. He's got a little bit of Heimdall's magic, but he has a, like, I don't, what are, what are we talking about here? You I know. know. <laughs> I know. Like, what are we complaining about? You know? 
Um, I I liked Heimdall's son in the movie. I thought I thought that was a yeah. nice little addition. Yeah, I do too. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think everything else is good. I think we could have maybe. I want to know what they're doing with Valkyrie from. You know what I mean? Because like. She was kind of she was in this movie a lot, but she wasn't. I don't know. I didn't feel like her character grow a lot. You know what I mean? She was mostly just there to kind of help Jane, help Natalie. Yeah. Just cope. She was like, "Listen, I, I, I'm helping you. I guess. You know." I like how they kind of showed how she's doing as like the queen of Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not gonna lie, seeing Tessa Thompson in this suit does something to me. So like the couple scenes where we saw her in the suit, I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm I'm all about. <laughs> um, but you're right. I there wasn't a whole lot of Valkyrie in this movie. She kind of was like maybe the fifth most important character, almost like behind Korg. It felt like. Yeah. We haven't really even talked about a whole lot. Korg was great in this movie. Um, but yeah, she kind of you know she kind of fell in the backdrop there. But again. You know, you can't do everything in two hours. And I thought with I thought that for it being two hours, it was it was good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the post credit scenes. Yes. So the first one, if I'm the second one, I don't remember what it was. But I remember being dumb. The first one, though, um, we go back to I'm not going to pretend to I'm not going to try to pronounce that place. But we're back with Zeus, who has survived. That the hole in his chest. Oh, by the way, there's one thing that did annoy me. It was Russell Crowe's accent. I don't know what kind of accent <laughs> he was trying to do there. Well, yeah, well, it, what? Because it wasn't his accent? accent. I don't know. It sounded like he was almost going for like an Italian or like yeah. if he was trying to be Italian or Greek or something. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. And it's a little weird. It, it, I assumed it was Greek. I, I, I don't know why I drew that conclusion, but. I guess like because Greek God, I don't know. That's just what I that's just what I figured. Um, but he kind of was annoying in like his like <laughs> ten minutes of screen time. Um, but the first post credit scene, we're back with we're back with Zeus, who's basically uh, damning Thor to hell. He's like you know swearing his revenge, and then he calls upon Hercules. Um, and who was playing Hercules? You might ask. By God, it's Roy fucking Kent. <laughs> it's Roy fucking Ken. Brett Goldstein himself. Which good for Brett Goldstein, man, having to come up these last like four <laughs> years, dude. Um, I think this I, on the surface, this appears to be fantastic casting. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I, I can't wait to see him. I love Brett Goldstein. Um, Emmy winner, by the way. Um, Emmy nominee, right? I thought he won an Emmy. I mean, he might have, but today they announced the Emmy nominations. Oh, yeah. Did he get nominated today? I didn't see the individual. I just saw the show nominations. Um, I didn't look at all the categories because there's a ton of them. Yeah, I caught them like before they were all done rolling out. So I'm sure he's nominated. Ted, I saw Ted Lasso got nominated for like 22. So, yeah, in there um, along with. Uh, is it is it Heather or Hannah Waddingham? I believe it's Heather. Heather. Um, but yeah, Brett Goldstein as Hercules. Can't wait to see where he comes up next. I don't even remember. Oh, I do remember the fourth or I'm not the fourth, the second post credit scene. And it's uh, 
it's Jane kind of a- entering um, the the afterlife for the gods, and she's being met by Heimdall, who mm-hmm. basically uh, welcomes her in there, and it's very, very short. I wonder if that means anything, or if that's just supposed to be, like, final closure for her character and a kind of a cool way to bring back Heimdall, even if it is just for a couple seconds. I don't know if that means anything. I I kind of think it does because you remember in in Ragnarok, you know, Odin's like talks to Thor. And he's like, you know, you're God of Thunder. You're right. You know what I mean? So like, I wonder if there's like a way that like they'll be able to communicate with him in the next movie or something. Maybe that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. It, it, it they say Thor will return at the end. So, like, are we getting a Thor 5? I'm assuming he's going to have some role to play in the next Guardians movie um, that comes out next year. So we'll see about that. But um, we are not done with Chris Hemsworth's Thor. And I thought that maybe this could have been the last we saw of him. But alas, it is not. Yes. I uh, I don't know how however long they'll, they'll do it. Um but I mean, as long as Chris Hemsworth can have the body, that's of true. Thor. And that's even true. if he's not, he could probably be Thor no matter what. So we did not talk about that. Chris Hemsworth in this movie is fucking shredded. I mean, it's like it almost looks fake. Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's incredible. And again, it's not CGI. Because he posts his workouts and he, she, you know, you, we see what he looks like in real life. And that's Chris, Hem- Chris Hemsworth as Thor, I think has reached Brad Pitt and fight club level of when you think about the ideal male body, I think you think <laughs> of one of those two guys as, as men, as men, I say this, yes, when you think yeah. of like, you're right. Like, what would you like if you snap, you you want to look like that. Exactly. Have you? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the guy who plays Mac on, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I, know I remember, I remember him doing an interview with Conan and he was like, do he wanted, he got fat one season just for the comedy. And then he says like, I want to get super buff. And he said, he went to his personal trainer. He's like, listen, this is what I want to look like. And the person says like, listen, I can't make you look like Brad Pitt in fight club. <laughs> from about neck down i can do what i can <laughs> but there's nothing i can do to make you look <laughs> yeah. i just need you to know that going in <laughs> listen there's uh, you know that if you ever heard of uh have you ever heard of the male gaze like what guys yes i know what the male gaze is i'm trying to explain because anybody doesn't know what i'm talking about yeah what guys find whether you want to use the word attractive or desirable about other guys is not necessarily what females or like women find attractive um, about guys. And I think, I think Brad Pitt and Fight Club and Chris Hemsworth this Thor is the perfect example of that. Like that is like, I think if you were to ask a lot of guys, like, you know, would, would you want to look like this? I, I would bet you 90%, nine out of 10 would be like, absolutely. Yeah. They're they're in the weird they're they're on both gazes. Yeah, I, I guess there's some overlap there. 
Um, okay, one last thing I want to talk about, though, before we, before we move on to the boys, because your what we just talked about popped this question into my head. Has Chris Hemsworth as Thor gotten to the point of quote unquote perfect casting as Robert Downey as Iron Man? I think so because he's played every aspect that the every director that's come in and tried to give their take on Thor. And he's done it really well in every single one. Like even though Thor the Dark World is not one of my favorite movies, he he he's doing what he can. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's doing his best. So I think I don't know, he's just done so many different interpretation or done given it's all to the character. And I mean, I can't imagine anyone else being Thor at this point, you know? Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. And like it's it's not a knock on um chris evans either you know like i i I could have easily said chris evans is captain america but we are there is somebody else playing captain america now it's anthony mack as steve rogers yes as steve Steve rogers Rogers, sure but sam wilson is captain america in case anybody didn't figure that out but yeah well we see you out there on the socials (laughs) we see you (laughs) disgust me um but I, i i'd agree with you i think he's kind of reached that level of like you know I, there's nobody else that is going to be able to play Thor, you know, anytime soon um, that could do it, you know, nearly as well as him. So, um, all right, that's a wrap on Thor Love and Thunder that this this is going to be one of the movies that I do go watch on Disney Plus once it comes out on like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. All right. The Boys season three finale. Let's get into it. Chuck, are you able to walk us through this? Because just like last week, it's a little foggy for me. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah, I can I can get us through this finale. All right. This episode is the season finale, uh, the instant white hot wild. Uh, great name for an episode. Um, so we start off. After we find out basically what Newman, the paper that Newman gave Homelander last week was Ryan's location, his son. And he flies there. Mallory is there trying, trying her best to be like, "Uh, guys, he's here. We got to somebody's got to let got to let somebody know. But. He manages to basically convince Ryan to come with him. Um. Because Butcher fucked it up at the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, is basically embracing Ryan as his son. Um, and flies him to, you know, parts unknown. We don't know it, where he is at this point. And then the show kind of gets started in earnest. Um... So then we get Butcher and Huey are in a gas station getting ready to go, you know, confront Black Noir at the tower. And Butcher, after having not told Huey about the brain seizures, knocks him out, cold cocks him and leaves him in the bathroom so that him and Soldier Boy can keep going on their own. And. uh, Yeah, so. Meanwhile, then um, 
Queen Maeve is getting uh, transferred to, you know, some other secret vault prison, but manages to break out and meets up with. um, Oh, I'm sorry. You know what happens before this? Huey gets picked up by Annie at the gas station (laughs) who drives him back. And they're sitting there having this conversation like Huey's just trying to apologize like I and then, um, you know, she tells him about the seizures. He's like, yeah, Butcher just, I guess, saved my life in the most messed up way possible. Um, And um, he's also like the look she's giving like before he gets in the door. (laughs) I mean, perfect. I need to screenshot that at some point. Because I'm just gonna next time someone does something to piss me off, that's all I'm tweeting. <laughs> next time I need to say I told you so, that's what I'm tweeting. Yeah. But anyways. So they go back and <laughs> Maeve is in the apartment. Um she gives it to Huey instantly as soon as he walks in the door with one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in my life. He's like, in, oh, Maeve, how are you doing? She goes, oh, my God, it's like you have a neon sign on you that says raw dog me. I'm a bottom. <laughs> but, <laughs> the Queen Maeve Huey insults are just gold. Like, gold. listen, listen, Huey didn't do anything in that moment to deserve that. But because he's been kind of a prick. Most of this season, I appreciated that. Yes. Oh, 100% deserved. He deserved it 100%. Yeah. He deserves every insult he gets. I don't even think, I mean, they, they don't really say whether or not him and Starlight are technically actually back together at the end of the season. But I hope they're not. I yeah, hope she finds someone else. I mean, yeah. Huey, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta grovel. You gotta grovel a while if you gotta earn that back. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, last time they figured, last episode they figured out there's one gas that can knock home Soldier Boy out. So, uh, Frenchie manages to somehow acquire it, um, and puts it in a Starlight perfume bottle. So basically, their plan is okay. We're going to go to the Flatiron to head HQ really quick, pick up whatever, and then go to the Vaught and try and evacuate the building. And Annie even calls the the, the building to be like, Got, get the, get out. There's going to – Homelander and Soldier Boy about to fight in your building. People are going to die in mass mm-hmm. if you don't get that out. Oh. <laughs> So we go to Vaught Tower and Black Noir is sharpening his knife and he's getting ready for this battle. We have to kill Soldier Boy. Homelander asked him if he knew that Soldier Boy was his father. He says, yes. He says, why didn't you tell me? He said, because it didn't matter. Because, you know, And then Homelander comes up and hugs him and kills him. (laughs) And as he's dying, all the cartoon characters we got to know last week are start telling our cry, like just fading into the out of existence. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Wild. 
I was not expecting this. Um, <laughs> I never thought that it would, not that I got emotional, but it really upset me to see yeah. Black Noir go out like that. Because for for somebody who 99% of the, sh- the screen time he has, he doesn't say a word. Like, he, I was looking forward to seeing the showdown between him and Soldier Boy. I wanted to know what that was going to be like. And we kind of, I don't want to say we got cheated out of it, but obviously Homelander gets to him first. And there was no way Homelander was not going to kill him. Yeah, very Game of Thrones like death. If yeah, you're, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. I feel bad saying it's a Game of Thrones type death because there's definitely it's just a brutal death. But like that's the only re- that's the reference we have, right? That's our generation's yeah. show. So that's what we're that's going true. With. Um. Anyways. Um. Then Homelander proceeds to go in and just absolutely rip the deep. A train and Ashley, a new asshole, <laughs> completely tells him that he killed Black Noir and that they are all pathetic and that he is 100% in charge. Ashley removes her um, wig that she reveals and to show that she's basically like losing her hair from the stress of this of her position. Uh, well, I took that as because we've seen her pull her own hair out a couple times in this series. I took that as she, she was so stressed, she pulled all her hair out. I took it as she stressed and stressed her hair out and she got a wig to like cover it up. And she's been pulling the wig hair out. Oh, not her own maybe. hair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because you got to think it's pretty hard to like pull your own hair out. Like, you know what I mean? So a wig would be, I don't know, that makes, that's the way I interpret it. It's hard to punch somebody so hard in the abdomen that your hand goes through them, but this is the boys we're talking about. Yeah, but Ashley doesn't have compound B in her. That we know of. Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has compound V in them right now. Uh, Homelander whispers a secret order to the Deep, which we later find out is to kill the front runner for the vice presidential candidate with Dakota Bob. So meanwhile, Homelander or uh, soldier boy and butcher are at the Flatiron building talking about their dads and how crappy they are. Uh, soldier boy talks about how his dad basically sent him to boarding school and told him he was just a disappointment. And that's, and then he got into the Bought trials to be to get the compound V, and when he'd come back from the war, his dad still called him a disappointment, and he had taken a shortcut. And then the rest of the other the other crew, you know, shows up and are like, uh, "We're what's going on?" And Maeve suddenly switches teams and is like, "Nope, we got to do whatever it takes to kill Homelander." So Soldier Boy can't we are not doing anything to soldier boy throws the knockout gas halfway across this out of the city who knows how far yeah <laughs> which by the way that's just like land somewhere and probably kill somebody who 100 <laughs> percent um and basically locks them all in a safe um eventually annie manages to get them out and they're like, so what are we going to do now? And Frenchie's like, well, there is one place I can cook up some of the gas if you want. 
And they're like, what, in the lab at Vought? And he's like, well, you know, yeah, desperate times. <laughs> and everybody else is and M.M.'s like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And everyone else is like, well, I guess this is the plan. And he's like, well, shit. Um, uh, so that's basically they roll out with it. And uh, Ashley and them eventually evacuate the building. Um. And her assistant, also named Ashley, is like, oh, I'm coming with you to the chopper, right? <laughs> She's like, ah, the chopper's actually only for, like, super special people, and you're not one of them, so bye. Listen, <laughs> Ashley, the actress that plays Ashley, I don't know her name, she has the ability to, like, because, like, you, I was just feeling bad for her when she was talking to Homelander, and then she does this shit, and I'm like, oh my god, you're actually a terrible person. Colby Minifee is the... Oh, uh, she's great. She is she is killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, so then Soldier Boy and Homelander and Maeve and Butcher all confront each other in the studio, the main, like, where they filmed, you know, the Tucker Carlson guy, Cameron Coleman, um, in those offices and soldier boy and Homelander start having this like back and forth about like, you know, legacy and what's, you know, what's going to happen and whatnot. And then he pulls out Ryan and butchers like, Oh, you just shit crap. Yeah. Um, he's like, I can't let anything happen to him. Um, and Soldier Boy walks up to Homelander as they're with uh, Ryan, who's like, you've got a grandson now, you know, your legacy. We could be a family. And Soldier Boy says, if only you weren't such a disappointment. And then just proceeds to start whipping Homelander. So not to interrupt you, but yeah, when he repeats everything back to Homelander, like it was all the stuff that he was telling Butcher, his dad said to him. And then again, this is I, Anthony Starr in this season has been again like extraordinary. The when when Soldier Boy goes and grabs his face like that, like I don't know why. Like being like we've seen Homelander as invincible, and in this season, getting to see him vulnerable, I think he's done such a great job. And you see like that that vulnerableness and that like um like him scared and you see it for the, like the first time this episode, when he grabs him by that face there, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so then they get in this fist fight in the, in the little thing. And then soldier boys about to take out Homelander and Ryan. And that's when butcher starts attacking him. And then Maeve gets in on it too. Um, there's a great moment where Homelander and butcher both, laser soldier boy shield to prevent him from attacking and then they just give each other a look while homelander oh. bends down to oh uh so butcher then goes out to start fighting soldier boy um and meanwhile mave is like no homelander i'm whipping your ass <laughs> they get into a fight and mave actually gives him a bloody nose mm. before homelander punches in her well, thumbs in her eye. Um, and then Maeve kind of breaks away from this hold. Um, 
that's when the rest of the boys show up. So MM, uh, meanwhile, Frenchie and uh, uh, Kamiko are down in the lab getting stuff ready. She puts on the Flashdance soundtrack to kick the <laughs> ass of Vought soldiers. Um, Frenchie gets shot, but she helps him upstairs. They've got their gas ready. Um, and then Huey does have his moments. Um, Sarlite and Butcher are fighting Soldier Boy, and Huey has a you know grabs some temp vib when he left the office, and he he's thinking about using it, and then instead makes the choice to help Starlight by maximizing the electricity and all the lights in the studio, which he uses to knock Soldier Boy down enough to that they can start putting the halothane or the whatever the gas is around him. So he's about to get knocked out, but then he kind of knocks him off and is about to laser the crap out of Homelander and Ryan again. And Maeve plays hero and knocks him out of the building and destroys most of the building. Yeah. You know, at least singes the sides. It doesn't, Make it collapse or anything, but anyways. Then we fade to black. Um, you know, there's a TV memorial for Queen Maeve that she died fighting Soldier Boy who had turned red, who was, you know, become a terrorist or something like that. Um, we find out Maeve's not dead. She's alive. She just looks like shit and doesn't have any superpowers anymore. And Elena, her girlfriend from the previous season is back and they're going to basically go live a quiet life back in Maeve's hometown of Modesto. Sounds like a lovely time. <laughs> um, Ashley and Ashley find the security footage of the boys rescuing Maeve and delete it. Mm. She deletes it. Shout out um, Ashley and Ashley. Yep. Um, Soldier boy goes back on under, you know, what's the word? Uh, Hibernation, basically, under the watch of Mallory. And then um, we find out Butcher's basically got like 12 months to live. And the boys all elect Starlight to join them. So that's Mm -hmm. going to be the new team. Excited to see it. And then they look at the TV and lo and behold, Victoria Newman is the new vice presidential candidate with Dakota Bob. And as Butcher says, that C word has got to go. (laughs) And they're like, yep. Um, And then we get the ending. The last scene. Homelander flies down to a group of his loyal supporters. (sighs) Todd is among them. God, Todd. And uh, he's telling them how great he is for their support and all this stuff. He's and he brings Ryan with them. Ryan flies down with them, tells him, "This is my son. This is the world." And then there's some guy in a starlight T-shirt throws something at him. Says, "You're a loser." And Homelander, not in his mind, not in his imagination, not he wants to, kills him. Laser beams him right freaking there. Everyone, there's news crews around, like just does it. And everybody's silent for a minute. And then freaking Todd starts cheering. 
And as the crowd starts cheering, it zooms in on Ryan's face and he kind of gives a little smile. God. And that's how that's what we're left. The one hope again that they thought they might have for Homelander later might be joining this side. And really, this is Butcher's fault. This 100% Butcher's fault. Yeah, the Butcher, and I'm I'm mad that I didn't see it when he had his little freak out on Ryan, but totally set the stage for Homelander to come in and play the good dad, which is exactly what happened. Yep. Um, and now you got a fully radicalized uh, support group that worships Homelander. You have Ryan now who um, I can only imagine is going to think that this is that this is what he should be doing with his powers, you know? Um, and God damn it, Todd, dude, I hate that guy. Todd's up there with one of my most hated characters, like a side character in any TV show. Todd needs to die. I hope they put termite in his, that's what, that's how I hope. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm hoping. And again, I, I love all these characters, you know, um, like that that's a part of like Butcher's crew. I'm obviously hoping for a happy ending for like most of them besides Huey. I think Huey needs to suffer a bit. Um Huey needs to suffer but he can live. Like yeah, he'll pull yeah. through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Butcher Butcher's going to die. We I think exactly. we know we all know that at this point. But we we are well definitely that's he's basically got a year to live anyway. So like like he's however this show ends, I need MM to be back with his wife and his daughter. I I need that to happen. I think almost more as I need Kamiko and Frenchie to run off and live wherever they want to live together. Like, um, and so for that to happen, Todd needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't yeah, care how I, it happens, he needs to go. You know what I kind of thought about? You know what thought crossed my mind? You know who might it? It's a little weird, but hear me out. Starlight and MM. We talked about this briefly, I think two episodes ago, when they kind of had, yeah, it was, I think it was the Hero Gasm episode because they kind of had that, like, they, they were hanging out together in the beginning. They drove in together. No, I, I could see it. Like, I, because I, again, I, unless Huey has this drastic character arc in season four, I think we know what he's about. And he's like this insecure guy who lets his own insecurities and he's, he's also stupid, but he lets all that get in the way of this great person in front of him being Annie. Um, and he's, he's like his own worst enemy. So he was had one too many chances at this point. Like I, I liked how they kind of gave him that moment where he was in like the control room. And he, like you said, he put, he, he pushed all the buttons and he kind of had, he kind of gave that smile. Like he finally realized that he does need to be the hero, that he can be supportive of her. But again, it's like, Dude, it took you three fucking seasons. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I would not be upset if it ended up being M.M. and Annie. Yeah, I don't think it, that's going to happen. But like, yeah. But either way, at some point, Butcher and Homelander, you know, hopefully they just take each other out. Yeah. And, and you know, at this point, if Ryan goes with him, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I kind of feel bad for Ryan, but I don't know. If he could, if he, he might get to a point where it goes to the, you can't come back. And then at that point, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You see, I feel pretty invested in like, what's going to happen with Ryan. Like, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. Um, 
that's probably like as we sit right now, which isn't, you know, we're only like a few days removed from this episode being dropped. I think like looking into season four, season four has been announced. Ryan is who I yeah. am. Like, I want to see what's going to happen with him more so than like, you know, uh, what's her face being the, the, the new VP nominee or, you know, a, any of that other stuff. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited for season four. I can't believe how fast season three came and went. It feels like it just dropped like three weeks ago, but, um, I would have to imagine season four is going to be out sometime in 2024. I would think yeah, it'll be, it'll be another boys season four and stranger things. Season five, probably close. Yeah. To that. Yeah. Probably like summer 2024, something like that. So, um, Oh God, can we just, can we carbon freeze ourselves? Be like carbon <laughs> in that episode where he wants to get the Wii. Futurama, just like oh, put me in frozen for two years. And if we're going to wake up. Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll also be waking up in the middle of a presidential election. So, Which the boys could have some fun with. Like depending <laughs> on what happens between now and when they start writing. I imagine, though, they'll probably have to start getting uh, – they'll have to start the writing here pretty soon if they haven't they, already. I so. think there's the writing process pretty much underway. Okay, okay, because I know, assuming that Stranger Things is following a sim a similar schedule, they're going to start the writing for Stranger Things five later this month. Um, right, uh, uh, August. I think that. I think yeah. in August is when they're starting to write. Yeah. So, season three of The Boys. Where does it rank for you out of the three seasons? Best number one. I think so. I think for me it goes. And this is not a knock on season one, but I think it's three, two, one. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think they. It, I think that's awesome. I think they've gotten literally better, episode to episode, season to season. Like it's just it builds the perfect amount. Yeah, and that's like, again, I here I'm gonna be drawing another Game of Thrones parallel, but that's what the first five seasons of Game of Thrones was like. Every season got better than the previous up until. No, I'd say least, first. I'd say first four seasons. So you thought season four was better than five? Yeah. Four ends with the mountain and the viper. Five ends with hard home. And you, no, it doesn't end with hard home. Hard home. Well, is the uh, it's, it's episode eight. Yeah. It's um, eight. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I could listen to that. Yeah. So at least the first four seasons of game of Thrones, um, you're right. Season four of game of Thrones is fantastic, but that's, that's it. <laughs> Not many shows do that. Like a lot of shows progress. Like we talk about how great of a season or how great of a show Stranger Things is. Stranger Things didn't do that. Season two of Stranger Things was not, in my opinion, was not great. I mean, like it was see, still good. See, upon the rewatch, I now I think like season two more than season three, actually. Maybe I need to do a rewatch because I I'm fond of season three, but I haven't rewatched season two in at least a few years. When I rewatched season three, I realized how little actually happened. Like okay. the first time you watch it, you like, you know what I mean? It's new. Right. You, you're trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah, when I rewatched it, I was like, season two is actually doing a lot of good stuff. There, listen, the episode, the infamous episode is still not, I can't get behind it. Mm -hmm. But everything else in the season, I think actually hits. Still, just as hard. Maybe I'm actually, focusing too much on that on that outlier episode where she meets was a number eight. Yeah, 
Yeah, maybe I'm I'm putting too much weight in that episode. I'll have to go back and rewatch. But um, e- either way, season four was better than three. I'll agree with you on that. Um, oh, yeah. Season four is, I think, the best season so far as well for Stranger Things. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know I know I say this a lot, but like. We've been blessed with really good TV so far. Um, There's so, so much out there right now. I know, I know. Um, we're gonna uh, we're kind of approaching this this lull period again. I feel like we're we're not really gonna have a whole lot to talk about. Um, but um, is there anything else you want to say about the boys before we kind of maybe go over what we're gonna be doing the next few weeks? No, just if you haven't watched the show, I mean, just please go and watch it from start yeah. to finish. There's so many people I've I've talked to. I'm like, do you watch the boys? And I'm like, they're like, I just started watching it. I'm like, good. <laughs> good. I, it, I I got my cousin to watch it. My cousin was kind of like myself at first. Like I actually had watched the first two episodes of the boys, like maybe about a year and a half ago. Didn't it didn't hit with me for one reason or another. But then when you got me to watch it, I think it was like earlier this year. It it hit. Um, and same thing with my cousin. I finally got him to give it another chance and I think he binge watched or he got caught up to season three, like in like three days. Um, so, yeah, and listen, if, if you're listening, um, you, you need to watch it at this point. It's It's gotten that big and I think that popular that it almost feels like you're missing out. I'm like <laughs> I'm like a uh, uh, a pop culture like event almost so. Um, okay. Also, the best Twitter account of the game right now. Oh yes, by <laughs> and the memes that come out of the of 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 the the, the episodes have been have been top notch. Like the one I'm seeing right now, a lot is the Homelander uh, talk saying to Butcher, "What have you done in the Hero Castle episode?" Well, I saw this this TikTok and it said, "When your workout buddies, <laughs> it's like when your workout buddy." Um, puts up 30 pounds more with ease or something like that. And it's supposed to insinuate that he shot up steroids. Um, no, but the memes have been top notch too. So um, yeah, again, if you haven't gotten into it now, there's still time. All season three is out. You could binge watch it in, in a week if you really wanted to. So. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit about what's coming up. Our next episode um, after this, we're going to be, I believe we're going to be wrapping on Miss Marvel because the finale for that drops this week. We haven't talked about the second half of the series yet, so we'll wrap up the Miss Marvel talk. We also have Nope coming out in about a week and a half, I believe, at this point. Ten days, I believe, from now. Ten days, and I know that we both uh, that was both on our top ten most anticipated for this year. I am so excited for this movie. Um, and then coming out in august chuck you know it's going to be your turn to hold up your end of our deal oh yeah i I forgot about this somebody asked me about this show and i said i wasn't going to watch it and then i remembered like oh yeah i told rick i would watch it oh yeah oh yeah yep and i i almost (laughs) i i almost feel bad because i don't want to because because the deal was i start watching the boys and get caught up on the boys in time for season three and then you would watch House of the Dragon when it came out. But getting caught up on the boys wasn't a drag for me. So this ends up being a drag for you. We we can talk, you know, we, we could talk it out. But I think we need to at least give it a chance. 
Um, yeah, I need to give it an honest chance, <laughs> I suppose. So we have that coming up in August. Um, and then, like, I I think it's going to be kind of slow here for the next few months. I can't think of any other TV shows that are going to be dropping. She-Hulk comes out in August. That's true. With the Guardians um, short, right? The special. That's not until Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. Groot. The Groot, Groot. special. Groot. And then we get um, a Wolf by Night in October. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think after that, it's going to be interesting territory going forward. There's a, there's a couple new movies that I saw. Out of, did you see the trailer for um, Christian Bale's new movie ahead of Thor? Amsterdam? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... Um, Oh, what's the direct? David O. Russell film, yeah. David O. Russell, yeah. Um, which, if you're wondering who David O. Russell is, don't Google him. Um, please, don't Google him. Um, I, I'm assuming you've heard all the stuff. No, I have not. Okay, well, I don't want to talk about it on, on the podcast. You can you can look that up yourself. Um, but that trailer intrigued me. Um, star-studded cast, so that'll be coming out later this year. And I'm Taylor assuming, Swift's film debut, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Um, excited to see what that's all about. Um, but I'm assuming we're gonna get some movie announcements here over the next couple of weeks. We have the Emmys coming up, um, in a couple months too, so we'll definitely be talking about that. And then, you know, we do talk our fair share of sports, so we mentioned the nfl's only a couple months away so we'll have content for you guys but other than that guys um you know if you haven't already you can follow us on twitter um our podcast page is at mind popcorn on twitter you can find both chucks and my own personal handle in the bio you can follow us on tiktok we are at mind your popcorn on tiktok if you're listening to us on spotify or apple if you wouldn't mind go ahead and leave us a review um we appreciate it kind of lets us know um, if you like the content that we're pushing out or not. Um, but other than that, Chuck, you have anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, you can also hear me on a couple of squares this week. It's a podcast of my friends are doing. Uh, it's a sports gambling podcast normally, but this week we're doing a draft best summer barbecue items. Oh, when does that episode drop? So I assume it'll drop later in the week like i i don't know the day exactly we're okay. recording it tomorrow tomorrow so i don't know when you'll okay. be able to hear it but yeah fair fair so you can find them there this is the podcast called a couple of squares mm-hmm. perfect so you can listen for chuck on there um other than that we'll be back with our next episode we'll be wrapping up miss marvel and might have some other goodies for you guys so we will see y'all next time